GoonQuest is a Dungeons & Dragons role-playing podcast containing both crude and sensitive humor, with occasional references to things like drugs. Content warnings can be found in the description. GoonQuest. Welcome back to Goon Quest, everyone. My name is Jimmy, and I'm your dungeon master for this journey of uh, adventure. I've changed the intro every single time. Uh, we're playing Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. This is Goon Quest. What kind of dungeon master are you? Back, Last right? time I was a wet and wild dungeon master. This time I'm a dry and just normal. <laughs> dry and ooh, <laughs> I'm just dry and dry normal. Dry is the normal state compared to wet and wild. Yeah, I'm a dry and normal dungeon master. I, if you order me as a steak, I'm medium well. Damn. Can I get a uh, new dungeon master, please? Yeah. <laughs> please. 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 I didn't order this. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a somewhat special kind of episode here today because we have only two players with us because the party is split and the other parties will be other members of the party will be playing at a later date. So it is just going to be the two other members of the party along their journey to Orn to try to stir the armies of Orn to attempt to collapse in on the Crimson. Quick question. You said armies of Orn. Is there more than one army in Orn? There is more than one army in Orn. Okay. We'll get into that. It does uh, track. It's like a sovereign. Yeah, because it's a sovereign. Yeah, we'll get into <laughs> it a little bit. And you might, especially especially your character, might not understand that truly based on him being from far away. But let's go ahead and get into our fun facts. I'm your normal dry dungeon master, Jimmy May, and here are my two players here today who are probably a lot more wet and wild than me. Uh, hello, my name is Joey. Uh, also known as Goon Number One, I'll be playing the level four wizard Plato. And a fun fact about Plato: <laughs> Fuck you! Stop! <laughs> You're gonna confuse people. Yeah. No, keep going. Um, is that Plato actually has a third arm? Is it, how he's refers to his penis. No, no, no. It's like um, it's in his chest, and it comes out when he's trying to do things. Uh, but he's really self conscious about it. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Jaden. Uh, I'm planning uh, Thrick Urethery, Letney, uh, the level four maybe paladin. Um, <clears throat> a fun fact about Thrick Urethery, uh, and and really just Dragonborn in general, is unlike the uh, the many other humanoid races, uh, we're referring to their in quotations third arm. Uh, theirs is uh, actually kept inside of their body until uh, it is time for Cordis. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm Alec. Uh, I'll be playing the level four monk, <laughs> Adris. Um, a fun fact about Adris is um, he's actually had copious amounts of sex. They just call it something different in the monastery. Oh, and, my God. Uh, he's been fucking with all of us this entire time. All right. uh, just a translation issue. I just I don't want to cut you off there. Hi, I'm Samuel. I play Borvik Smokestone. I'm the fourth level sorcerer. Also known monk. as Lil Goon. Also known as Lil Goon. Uh, I, play the, I play the dwarf. The Hilldorf Sorcerer Borovic Smokestone. And a fun fact about Borovic is when he looks people in the eye, it means he loves them. Every single person. Just, he has to stare at you for longer than five seconds. And he has stared at every single person for more than five seconds throughout this journey. Including the, including the gibbering mouther. And Zacian and Zalia. And like, Garfield. 
I feel like a part of that's probably to do with his, his low int, so it, it takes a while for him to think things through. <laughs> and so he just starts staring at them. And the first thing that registers is love. Yes. <laughs> he, he's the one character in Ender's Game, uh, whatever her name was. And when I understand my enemy, or sorry, in that moment, I understand them. I love them. And I destroy them. I think Beautiful. that was Ender. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds right. I was thinking of his sister, because she, it's like complicated it's a we, yeah, it's good a weird, book we haven't got through everyone yet though. yeah no there's one last uh, person hello i am james and i'm playing veralden derrickson uh also known as goon pun um and veralden is actually uh left-handed okay so he holds his weapon his left i'm hand. kidding he's ambidextrous damn okay. I, I realized that didn't make sense as i said it and i was like why wouldn't, ah. why wouldn't that make sense because he uses his whip in his right hand and his left hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, does, well, does, you don't have to. I guess we've never actually said anything, but oh. you know, yeah, he's a freak. He can write with both hands. At the same can he write time. with his feet? No. But also, if I remember correctly, technically, address is ambidextrous because he just writes the, with the closest hand to the paper. Yes. Or whatever's closest to the paper. All right. Let's move past there. And of course, <laughs> as we know, just joining us today is Jaden as. Uh, Thakur Theory, Letney, which we will probably refer to, we'll, when we're talking to him, we'll probably use Letney sometimes, just because it's convenient. Thakur Theory is, by all means, is the name his character's going Thick. by, which is a draconic Thick. meaning for, let's just say he's not happy with himself. Thick. Thick. <laughs> um, Thick. Uh, there is, be the entire also joining us is uh, Chris slash James as Peralden. Yo. Um <laughs> Oh, what was the point of these intros if you're just going to do it? Because you guys because we... did all of the other people's intros, I have well, to make sure they, they know who's here. They needed their fun facts, too. I know, we were, and we've included we just, them. We were just gooning we're around. An inclusive group. All right, guys. Where we last left off. The three of you departed. You had a heartfelt goodbye. It's all off screen, so no one gets to feel any emotions of sadness of you guys leaving each other. You all hugged each other super much. Uh, you and Adris did not bro fist because you're in a sat. You're not. You're not. Uh, it's quite. It's quite. Try to sleep through most of it. He doesn't. Yeah, they're all like. Yeah, basically, Adris is like, I'm gonna give you a hug, and he <laughs> hugged you, and you're like, <laughs> cough. Imagine coughing. During an uh, important D&D session. Imagine being nasally during a D&D session. Oh, that's me. All day, every day. <laughs> All right. Um, so the two of you and Zalia. So the three of you, uh, Veralden, the Curry and Zalia, all depart with three of the horses. Um, they get the Curry on a horse by... I get You would get on a horse, yeah, right? Yeah, Okay. You just... You climb up on, saddle onto your horse... Uh, she gets on. She um, do you give her her arcane focus back at any point? You have trusted it with her before. Uh, I th- did we take it back after we gave it to her? She would give it back to you after she'd get back to camp from spine. Okay, um, I probably would not care. Um, given that if she wanted, you know, if she wanted to kill us, she'd probably be dead by now. Okay, or at least. Not dead by now, but in a fight by now. Ah, so she walks back up to you and is like, well, uh, she starts to hand it back to you. And she's like, it's just going to be the three of us now. It would be better if I keep this on me. No, I'm going to, I'll take that for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she hands it over to you. Like, I, 
I do want you to know I cannot cast any spells when I do not have but that. Yeah, that's that's. She's not a real sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sorcerer. Not a, not even a like. This is this is out of this is oh, out okay, of okay, this okay. is like a. What is she? <laughs> she is you. Can't cast magic without a focus. Don't cast magic. <laughs> <laughs> Rangers are the only casters that don't have some form of thing to uh-huh. cast magic with, so they have to use component pouches, but they don't start with component pouches, and I think that's a really cool and unique feature. So every time I look at Chris and I go, wait, he needs a component pouch, he doesn't cast magic. <laughs> <laughs> he still needs one mechanically, but that's besides the point. <laughs> All right. Get fucked, nerds. But he does have to overflavor every time he uses a spell. Oh, everyone should overflavor. That's true. See, I... Uh... Jaden has found out that uh, my is... character was designed to be super meta. Well, yes, but also <laughs> me and him are almost identical. That is true. Our stats are basically the same. Really? There is, um, I have a 9 and he has a 10, but alternatively I have a 19, he has an 18, and that is our only difference. <laughs> All right. Let's, so, yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's break into this. So let's the three it. of you are on horseback and you're riding towards Orn. Uh, it is, as you guys know, you guys had to head off in two separate different directions, so you got a couple weeks of travel on, on your own as you guys head out and begin to travel along the countryside roads. Um, the closer you guys get to Orn every day, the safer your travels are because the roads are more well-established. You actually start seeing people alongside the roads. Whenever you're camping, you'll occasionally hear travelers in the night. It's relatively peaceful on, on this couple weeks travel back or over to the town now despite you guys knowing that there is a looming cult marching towards the north you know that people traveling south at this rate could be in danger of being attacked by the cult um but it is a big continent so there's a good chance they might not run into each other that being said let's kind of get a a low in point of you guys come in for a you're about two days out from the uh, no, we'll say we'll say you're one night out. Like, you're going to get there the next day to Orn. You can see off in the distance. It's a couple miles out, but you guys can begin to see the uh, white walls of this great city. And it is since it is the home to three different kingdoms that united to become essentially a mega city where the sovereignty is housed. There's kind of two different forms of government that lead all of this. Uh, you have the sovereignty, which basically is claims to be basically the government for the continent establishing as a republic but not everyone is on board with the whole continent being a republic which is why there is a border uh to the sovereignty there are cities that exist outside of that such as some of the eastern city eastern kingdoms like Kenthelion or rel which are so far off in different culture that you guys can't even fathom what they're about where was city of the ignom daltharok which is the city of dragonborn which is where ignom are housed and even some of the pure skills reside in that region um there is a court there in dalthrock where some of the pure scale families will meet generally yearly or every few years and some of the ignom have council members on this as well the ignom of course being some of the more inter uh interbred dragonborn and the pure scales being yeah, more at of this a, point they're like a different race yeah, they do not have tails, and some of their facial features are different to the point of... Yeah, they don't have tails. Um, they very rarely have, like, proper horns. They have 
four fingers instead of five. Mm-hmm. Um, like it varies because they're yeah because of the fact that they are the copulation with different dragonborn, some and they of usually them have traits related to. Some of them have traits related to the dragons they are, but when they mix, it doesn't really work well. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I was thinking about this wrong. I was thinking, like, oh, they're not pure scale, whatever, because they, like, have, like, orc blood or some shit. Like, they're, oh, like, a half-elf, no, no, no. but dragonborn. No, I don't think dragonborn have the ability to produce offspring with the other races. I, I just... That's where not my... a lot of Not a lot of races in D&D have that capability, actually. It's, like, the... the it has to be very close, like... Yeah. Like human humans elf. and elves, it works. Humans and, and most things. Humans <laughs> and most things. Like I used him. That was a bad example. But like a lot of other, like a lot of other races, it usually takes like more of the dominant trait, which is like half orcs. I think are like a big one where they're usually more related to orc than human. Um, but over time, I guess like a half orc and a human could make like a, you know, a quarter orc. A Eventually, cork, you get you to will. the one sixty fourth orc, and but simply put, like a dragonborn, like they can like be together with someone that's not another dragonborn it's just they probably won't have a child yeah i was like i wasn't saying that they couldn't like no no it's just whatever relationship first mentioned like pure scales my brain went oh like a half dragonborn (laughs) and like just never actually thought about it and i was like and now that you're like going through that i was like oh so it's not like a elf dragonborn the ignom are a gnome um, dragonborn for those familiar with uh forgotten realms the ignom are closer to uh, the classic dragonborn, like the, they have the multicolored scales. Um, they, their scales don't indicate anything about them really. Um, mm-hmm. their facial features, uh, being more humanoid and having, you know, the four fingers and whatnot versus the pure, uh, blood are more themed after half dragons. Um, yeah. Because they're supposed to be closer to the chronic heritage. Exactly. Rather than yeah. the humanoid. Heritage. And they've just kept that tradition yeah. alive. Very. And it's, it's one of the ones that's like, over time, it's started to wear down as the Ignom population has grown, but it's not something you don't you I see mean, outside of like uh, Dalthrock at all. Like that's where you would see stuff like that. Like the fact that there's a council of some Ignom. Yeah, it's it's um well inherently it technically is a racist thing. Uh, it stems more from just pride and and like Dragonborn inherent like because it's not like they don't hate the Ignom. For being ignom, they don't really hate the ignom. Yeah. They just think they're better than the ignom. Yeah, they're like xenophobic um, in a weird way. I mean, uh, just because they think they're closer. To, it's like all about how close you are to being a dragon. Yeah, and they're since they're like closer to looking like a dragon, they're like we're yeah, well, I mean, we're closer to a dragon, right? Uh, but again, it's it's less of a, a hate thing and more of just a superiority thing. Yeah, we've held uh, this for longer. Like you know, like, our, we're just better. It's that simple. Yeah, because technically they think less of the ignom, but they don't. It, it's more of the reverse. It's more they think more of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like, which, yeah. They could apply to other things, like to all the other races, basically, as well. It's like, you guys aren't even near right. Like, <laughs> there's a reason there's not a human council on this. It's weird that the, <laughs> it is weird that the pure skills have a one to 10 dragon skill rating where you rate how close this one a dragon is. <laughs> 10 being a dragon and one being like a gnome. <laughs> the furthest know. thing from a I'm dragon. Sorry, a gnome that refers to himself as the dragon. Ugh. But what if he was a dragon blood sorcerer? Oh, see, now we're close. Now, now you're like at a two. Five. No, dragon blood sorcerer, but and you're a gnome. Well, yeah, but but he but it's still like a five because you know he has dragon. Oh, okay, that's but what if he knows blood. true polymorph? That doesn't change. All right, we've wasted a sufficient <laughs> yeah, amount. Yeah, it's like I think we're forty five minutes <laughs> or yeah, forty minutes into this session, and it's been uh, talks about <laughs> the most nonsensical things. <laughs> this nothing to do with other. Right, let's get into this. This is why we don't sit us three in a row. <laughs> we get distracted. All right, maybe. Let's. 
get back. To, it's the night before you guys arriving in Orn. Veralden, you and Zalia have been making some decent conversation through this time. Over time, she has started to remember a little bit more about herself. Uh, and occasionally, she'll just walk up to you and be like, hey, I've remembered new information today. And it's usually dumb as shit information, like, about her life. Like a fun fact, if you will? Yeah, like a fun fact about her. Can I get Azalea fun fact? Yeah, you can get Azalea fun fact, but only about the fact of, only about memory that she's lost. Um, the first, a couple of nights in, she comes up to you and she's like, so I think I might have followed a god before I was a member of the cult. Weirdly enough, as far as if our party comprehension were to suggest anything, it's more popular to not follow a god than follow one. So, well, I mean, I... <laughs> that's true. Well, what's... We got two... Yes. Adris? Nope. No? Nope. No. <laughs> they, he, they've just pointed at literally everyone else that's not at this table and asked if they followed a god. And No, Plato follows gods only he when he needs to. all of the gods. <laughs> okay, which isn't so... This- so that's three to two. <laughs> no, because if you were to ask him a question about the gods, he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it's three to two. Well, okay. apparently, apparently, if you ask me a question about a god, I would also be like, I don't know. Cause... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because everything I know is a lie. But... Um, well, yeah, most people follow gods, typically. So that's not a surprise. No, I think I was like a, like a cleric of some sort. Oh, like, like. Also, Fair. I thought most people don't follow gods because of the dereliction. Yes, a lot okay. of people. Church is coming back in like yeah. super high tide right now. Like people are like, "I'm the Pope," and people are like, "Holy shit, it's the Pope!" Oh, you have sorry. to believe me because I'm the I'm Pope. The Pope. <laughs> well, uh, versus yeah. the act. I mean, Pope. I don't know who or what like yeah, that. I, I, I would not be able to help you there. Uh, I know like two gods. The rest are kind of goofy. Goofy. What if I don't follow those two gods? Am I following a goofy god? Did I follow... She starts to panic that she follows an evil god. And she's like, am I like Ithquant was? Did I follow an evil god? Am I evil? I mean, that remains to be seen. I mean, we'll we'll figure that one out when we get there. We'll burn that bridge when we get there. How many children did you kill? Yeah. She looks down for a moment and she's like, I, I don't know if I would have killed a child even when I was everything was fuzzy. I think I would probably have gotten my brother to do it. He was... Oh, great. So well, how many he, children have you ordered killed? I didn't order my brother around. I think he would just do it because he wouldn't want to, he wouldn't have wanted, even if anything was wrong, he wouldn't have wanted me to have to do that. Uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not talking about, I'm talking like, I'm talking about when we had that blood in us. So, uh, not before that. Wonderful weather we're having. <laughs> it's a real nice night out, huh? She picked I mean, the it, perfect topic. It is. Yeah, I guess so. And she looks up. Um, I'm going to point at the sky. If you look up here, you can see the untamed tree here. Isn't that supposed to be the Aldaceris tree? Did I get it backwards? I thought the untamed was a tree. The untamed is like the goddess of like wilderness. Yeah. Was she not the tree? Goddess the cosmic she? tree, a.k.a. the Aldaceris, is like the goddess of magic, who was represented by a tree. Oh, the Aldaceris right there, the cosmic tree of magic and shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, she's supposed to be like the mother of like all the gods. Yeah, yeah, the magic. And she's like confused that she's remembering stuff. Yeah, like the mother of all the gods. Um, something like that. It's like she used to be all powerful, then she wasn't. I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not a big Aldous person. Like, I I know a decent amount, but like that seems kind of 
out there. You're supposed to have that big tree in the elven town. Yeah, yeah it's, you can see it up there in the stars. Oh, no, there's a physical tree, too. What? There's like a physical tree representative of where it was on the plane. Like that tree you guys saw the other day? No, not like that gun tree. <laughs> no, not the, no, not those trees. She's like, yeah, the big tree. It's like in that elven town. The kingdom, that was the elves in kingdom? Huh. You could see it from a couple miles out. It's where the trees start to get really tall, and you see that one just branching out just above. Okay, I've seen the tree. I know of the tree, but I just thought that was a weird tree. It's really big. They build yeah. houses in it. Yeah, but the like an elf thing. They build houses in the god. Well, the, no, the tree is representative of the god. Best way to put it. Think of like the Aldisar as like a physical embodiment. It's more of like a worship thing, I think. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get that, but like, it's supposed to bring out a lot of magical is nature. This the same tree that you guys saw the other day. No, we weren't. It's in the the big tree that we're talking about. Is in Ferthia, the Elven Kingdom. Yeah, what about that other tree? The magic tree. That Borovic saw. The lines. I think... Oh, I, she saw them too, actually. Out of yeah, I, I was like, I, she saw the tree. <laughs> the lines, no, those are like... Think of it on a spiritual level. So you have the embodiment, that tree, and then on like the magical sense, that is the size of the tree. Those lines are just like roots. So we don't so even... So there is a tree. Not a physical one, but it's beyond normal reach. If you can see magic... If you have the ability to do that, you can see those lines, the roots. So, unfortunately, I think that that leaves Veralden out of the question here. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> didn't mean to call it out. I didn't know you were so bitter about magic. Whatever. You get along <laughs> just fine without it. Yeah, it's almost Why are you like so mad about it? He has access to magic, kind of, but not really. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Wait, you followed the Untamed. Why didn't you get magic back? The Untamed's kind of dead. I... I can't really confirm or deny that, but so supposedly the untamed she's dead. is the tree. The untamed is not the tree. The untamed is the pulls out untamed symbol. Yeah, go and make a religion check, and I'll see it's what you can kind of like round. recall on all of this. My God, you have advantage. I'm going to give more information than I've probably shared with you. Okay, which is probably stuff you could probably recall. I've just lack of passing on information. Fuck. Oh yeah, I have proficiency. That's wild. Sixteen. A sixteen. So you're able to, like, regurgitate the information uh, in whatever way you want to, but I'll just pass along. So you can talk about, talking about the Untamed, of stories you kind of heard, the Untamed kind of had when magic existed, back when you're, or right before uh, the dereliction happened and everything started to go to shit as far as all of the magical creatures turning into just regular, like the tree ants turning into regular trees and you guys having to protect them. Uh, even before that time, before like established rule was uh, established, like cities were made, the untamed didn't really want to do their own job. They thought their job should be divided in the manner of letting the lands exist how they are because it is a goddess of wilderness. So they decided to just leave their power divided amongst the land in in the base like their almost basic elemental forms. Basically, it was given out as hearts. The there were eight of them that were created okay. and it just kind of divided the power of the deity into eight different prime elements you had the frost one the heart of rhyme the flame which is the heart of sundering the storm the heart of gale arcana the heart of magic death the heart of demise life and heart of health uh, nature and the heart of wildlife and earth 
part of stone. They're not like prime elements like you traditionally think. It was. Uh, yeah, they were just getting really close to the schools of magic for a second. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second here. <laughs> so there were, those are the hearts. And basically what happened is the goddess, the untamed, left it all up to literal just whoever stumbled upon it to touch the heart of rhyme had engrasped its power and became a thane. There were a total of eight thanes and they ruled the lands uh, or dominions within the lands until the first of uh, people started to come about and started to, or like the first of like society started to come about and they slowly started to lose their power in the manner of like people actually went and fucking killed them. Um, like, Hey, he's like, Hey, this is my lands. And yeah, people were like, well, we're colonizing this shit. The good ending. Uh, so a lot of the thing, basically all of the things did die. Okay. Um, and they died before the dereliction even happened. But yeah, um, yeah, before even society, the way it sounds. That didn't necessarily mean the hearts were gone, though. It's just the hearts still existed. They just weren't held in the power of people. They're just elsewhere. Exactly. They're just divided within the land. So generally, the lands that they were placed in start to take on a little bit of the thing related to them. Um, there was a war long ago about uh, up in the north. Uh, north of our elm, you'll see the frozen wastes yeah uh that's where the heart of rhyme originally uh was the war for the heart of rhyme originally was and there's a connection to there's a connection that you can draw even between the gods or sorry the thanes and sorceress bloodlines such as that of like if someone has a bloodline related to like stone for example also or it might somehow be related to something to do with the heart of the stone or heart of stone but we have on record that he's more related to giants. He is more related to and giants. Maybe giants are related to the heart of the stone. No, he has apparently post he has a record of his entire family history. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there is a record of his entire entire family history. And he has somewhere. It, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> However, that's basically the Thanes simply explained. And that's mostly what you understand about the untamed other than really like that is the purpose yeah. of it is like nature should be left as it is. And you know that there were like Jorky Thorky thought that nature being left the way it was meant that like people should be able to do whatever they want and take creatures. If that meant that if the creature couldn't defend itself, you know, what's to stop Jorky Thorky from taking yeah. it, which is a little bit of a more of extremist view than you guys had. Yeah. Well, but you guys have not the un, the collapsed conclave has not look. necessarily done the best things I was like, either. More extremists isn't exactly fair; just a different type of extremist. Yes, look, they might have just been the same person. Let's be honest, <laughs> the same. Two sides of the same core. As if they were doing the same things. I don't know yet. Oh, so that's also possible. That's kind of what you can understand about the untamed and in. in uh, entirety i mean you worship her because it's like you believe that these creatures should have been protected and nature shouldn't be like perversed Beraldin realizing some stuff after borovic and adris are gone (laughs) yeah you're connecting the dots and maybe just took the conversation with zalia about it to connect the dots i mean Beraldin's been pretty not on his untamed because she's dead yeah (laughs) been kind of thrown for a loop there yeah be fair, this untamed person just kind of sounds like a that first person. The the Aldisair? Yeah. It just sounds like they're just copycat. You know, I don't feel like, deep down, I don't feel as attached to them. I feel like my goddess is someone else. 
So yeah, I could probably say that too. I, I do. I do think that they are similar in that way. All right then. I mean, don't they go hand in hand though? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're like the same person. But just, I'm just... I mean, when you boil down to the root of it, I think that all of the deities have like similarities. So, anyways, I'm gonna somewhere. go find some berries for dinner tonight. Bye. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! He can't have berries. He can only eat meat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I go hunting for the night. <laughs> Just the okay implying one of two things. <laughs> um, what are you? What are you doing at this time, the Crow Theory? You actually chimed in on the question of, or are you chimed in because you were just everything about the god sounded similar? I was just really confused. Um, Zalea is just kind of waiting there patiently, um. and then she kind of like has a moment while um. She's not like talking to you because she knows you don't re- respond most of the time. And uh sometimes people take that into the reverse and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she actually she gets social cues is her great. She's not like any normal D&D character. No, I was saying that, you know, sometimes uh people will take those that don't respond and take it as the opportune person to talk to because now there's no one to talk back. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, God damn it, for all the- <laughs> Did you did you hear what he said? About- no, uh she is. Uh. She looks like she. Uh, she's like, <gasps> okay. I followed the flame tender, the goddess of renewal, and I was at a church up north, outside of Agamore. And my brother worked in the mines, and she kind of pieces that together. And she's like, I was. Everything came back. She hasn't really put, placed the roots on everything, but she's like, but when I joined with them, I lost my connection to my goddess. And then you kind of arrive back for Alden. When did she join them again? It was shortly after, uh, very shortly after the dereliction ended. She was a cleric, but like not in the sense of magical. Uh-huh. She still felt a connection to her goddess is what she's yes. implying. Interesting. That tracks. I haven't... I haven't prayed to her. I recall the gods are basically dead during yeah, the Yeah, but you could still feel a connection to your god. Be like, yo, I, I feel connected to the building. Yeah, it was more on like the... Without the magic, it was more of like on the metaphorical sense of like, yes, I feel their spirit through me sort of thing. There are okay. definitely people that were probably like, I have the I have the will of the gods in me. Definitely some people like that. Yeah. You know, good old Mateo with his writing of the Bible. <laughs> so you cook I'm, up some... I'm cooking this fucking rabbit. <laughs> yeah, you cook up some rabbit and uh, pass some berries off to Zalia. And you put it on a plate and sit it over... Uh, yeah, an actual paper plate. From the paper plate tree. From the paper plate tree. from the rotisserie tree. Oh, from My the bad. rotisserie tree. It does come on a the plate. plate. Yeah. I can't believe Mushrooms. you hunt a rabbit when there is a rotisserie tree right there. <laughs> no, no. These are leftovers. <laughs> I got a bunch of plates because they're rare. <laughs> the plates were left over from the rotisserie tree, of course. So Damn yeah, you... shame those things are going extinct. <laughs> I know. I really think they could solve world hunger. <laughs> it's weird that the branches are the rotisserie. Just All right. <laughs> okay, we gotta get off the rotisserie tree. It's a marvel of innovation. Let's get away from trees. <laughs> Says the person whose favorite terrain is a forest. I, I'm aware. Okay. Uh, and coast. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the coast. Are we? Orin is on the coast. I, Does that mean in the city I get my... Yes. Sure. Because it's on the coast. Because I know the city's an option, 
But like, I don't know when else Costa's going to come up. Because Ocean is also one. And so that seems very... Well, there's a big difference between the Costa and the Ocean. Yeah, yeah. But like... One has land. <laughs> I feel like your options to do on the coast are like, go fishing, hang out on the beach. Have a beach episode. Or go into a cave. I'll go into my lookout tree and be like on lookout for okay. the night. Here's a question mm-hmm. for Veralden, yeah. character. Um, so Veralden thinks that Ithquan's kind of like a bird, right? Yeah. I'm, I don't remember exactly why, but mm-hmm. he does. Because, you um, know, they look like birds. Dragons and birds are basically the same. Yeah, because they right, have wings. Okay. So in yeah, that case, does, does he see Zalia as a bird as well? Because she also has wings? Oh, no, shit. she's a tiefling. <laughs> Tieflings don't have wings. She has wings. Yeah. I know. She's just a tiefling with wings. Okay. Versus like dragonborns are like dragons, which have wings and like feathers. I don't know if there's any dragons that have feathers. But... What's a colossal? Yeah, but also uh, those they... are celestials. But also oh. scales are basically <laughs> feathers. As far as I know, those are gibber grabbers. <laughs> but also like scales are basically feathers. Yeah, it's like the feathers of a dragon. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's like how bats are the chicken of the cave. Uh, dragons are the birds of the gold horde, you know. Yeah, and chickens are the dinosaurs of the er- the worm world, right? The garden of the garden, yeah. Correct. See, it 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 all tracks. It all makes sense. All right, I understand. We all right. You guys start to head off to sleep. It's you're looking out in the tree. Are you sleeping tonight, Veralden? I have a realization here. Veralden probably not getting a lot of sleep because we've got. I don't necessarily distrust her, but I don't trust her. Like, and then we've got him sleeping, being Thakura Three, sleeping on the ground. Yeah. Okay. So, um, not getting a lot of sleep. Yeah. Okay. So you lay in the tree with bags under your eyes for the past several days. Um, I am the lookout. Uh, it comes to pretty early in the morning. You see Zalia kind of standing at the bottom of your tree, just standing there looking up at you. Just, uh, if, or sorry, uh, Thricker Theory gets up, just gets on his horse. Go. I go and I get on my horse. <laughs> Are you just going to walk by me now? <laughs> I mean, like, I go from the tree to the horse pretty I was easy. trying to, you're just jumping onto your horse from the tree? I mean, they're right there. It's. <laughs> It's the reasonable, it's the fastest way down. <laughs> Lands on his horse, scares the horse. Yeah! <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> she walks to her horse and she, like, looks at you and she's like, I was going to try to tell you something, but never mind. Oh, but, I mean, you should have probably said something then. I was waiting for you to recognize I was there. I thought you were, like, sleeping I... with your eyes open. No, who, who does that? Do you do that? does. True, he does. That is true. He has sleep apnea, and he sleeps with his eyes open. He is a monster. Yeah, but he's like really? a monk. You think he'd, be, he'd have a better lifestyle, given that he's a monk, but no. He's... No, he's a monk. He's just, like, meditates or whatever. He has to sleep. He okay. snores so loud. Yeah, but that's, like, a monk thing. It's, like, meditating. I would never be a monk. I, I, don't, I don't know how monks work. Okay, listen, I was just trying to say something about she does her little head gesture over there to uh, Thakira Theory. About Ichabod? Ithquant. Uh-huh. How he doesn't want to be called Ithquant anymore? Yeah, that tracks. Why do you think that is? I, I'm i very much aware of why that is. Okay. What do we do about it? I don't know. I'm working on it. 
He's been sleeping for two months straight. He's starting to look like a bear that is in hibernation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. I'm, I'm curious as to why Veralden thinks my name is different. He's going through God stuff that's pretty self-explanatory. I, I just like to think that Veralden avoids any any thought process of like, yeah, there's like, the magic world is kind of dumb as shit. Like, <laughs> he's just dealing with some shit. <laughs> like, fuck. Veralden really simplifying everyone down to, oh, yeah. they got magic problems. <laughs> Yeah, should we not like take him somewhere where someone magical can talk to him? I, I think that's what started this whole problem. <laughs> okay, that's actually a good, a good point. But like, maybe someone that's not like as free thinking as the other guy. I don't know. I kind of don't want to back on the Doomwing. That that feels wrong. <laughs> no, but we could get. You know, that definitely seems like a bad idea. Maybe not. Maybe not like, the Doom. No, I'm yeah, adamantly against doom that. In the name. Yeah. Maybe we should take him to, like, a library where he can read about the other <laughs> so, gods. I'm sorry, just, uh, Ithquant's uh, response to these. Doom, yeah, doom for evil people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, you know? Okay. I mean, there's just, he's Look, been in pretty bad shape at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware, but, you know, a bird in hand is worth one, two in the bush. I, I'm confused. Are you calling him a bird? What does that even mean? Are you calling we, him a we bird? Have, uh-huh. We have Ichabod now. Yes. So we, we got to worry about him now, not trying to, to change him, you know? Cause, so we get like a, a double of what we have now, you know? A bird in hand and all. What? I. Anyways, on to the town. She like slowly starts to walk away very confused. Ficker Fairy's been on the road for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she gets on her horse as well and starts riding. Um you guys begin to ride up to the gates of Warren. Uh how much money do you guys have? <laughs> Out of curiosity, because I used all of mine for, <laughs> for potions. <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> You spent it before you left the town. Okay. Figuratively. It's like... You should, you mush the coins into a potion. No, that's, that's now, gotta be it. Well, I was like, well, hold on here. That's kind of how dragons work, so... You mush all of the gold coins into... potions of healing just gold? It's just liquid gold. The great city of Orn is a marvel of engineered pro- uh, prowess. Beyond large marbled exterior walls and freestanding banners of crested sigils of gods and guilds, the cobbled streets are wide and packed with common folk, traders, and noble folk alike. Simply put, if you guys have some copper pieces, it's about five copper to get in the city. Gate tax. Woo! Um, Zalia needs you to pay for her. How much does a silver piece break what, into? Uh, Ten. Ten. Okay, I'm just going to give him a silver piece. Ithquan, have you ever dealt with gate customs before? And don't pay for Ithquan. <laughs> In five copper pieces. Yeah, you're standing. Like, at- there's two. There's there's a lot of issues going on here for why Thrakura Theory is not paying the gate person. <laughs> yeah, you stop at the you stop at the gate for a second, or you just start walking through the gate, and the guards are like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, stop!" Thrakura Theory keeps on like yeah, keeps doesn't on even acknowledge them. It's- yeah, the, there's like two gate guards, and I mean these guys, they actually look like actual just common gate guards. They don't look like any like any specific soldiers of the city or anything. It looks like more of a uh, just collecting collecting this as people come in. Uh, as you walk inside, the, one of the guards stops you. He's like, sir, I need oh. you to pay the gate fee. And then you just walk past him. Th- 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 and then he just looks. He's like, you let you. Here. He's got, oh. 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay, that's one, two, three. All right, you guys are good to go. Hey, sir, just next time, you got to stop at the gate before you... Okay, bye. At this point, the horse is leading. Shoulder pet, and I'm going to (laughs) leave. Good job, dude. You're the first person that's told me that in a month. That's impressive that he's he's heard it at least once. We have a very pro-positive militia guard here for gate taxes. At least once a month, we we get a review. As you guys walk inside the city, you see all these different common folk traders and noble folk. Uh, true to its composition of three kingdoms combined, the diversity both in odd creatures from humanoid snake folk peddlers to small goblin kin and occasional Caltican bird people, all manners of creatures and people, some of what you would define almost as just creatures, but are in this case civilized people, inhabit this city. You start to pick up vast smells from fried knoll meat to popular fragrances within the town, such as like, I don't know, Johnny Depp's fierce cologne. Um <laughs> Go on. It just exists there. (laughs) Okay. Um, So the city kind of gives you this feeling of a safeguarding protection as well as this weird confinement, almost like this huge, the marbled walls kind of make it feel like a big ass prison because you look at the walls and you can't see the outside lands at this point. The only thing you can see from here is buzz, like these bustling streets that turn in many different directions, broken down into different districts. You guys can see a few different uh, extension such as the exterior walls having these ovular bo- uh, battlements the city's inner system uh seems to operate functionally to that of a haphazardly purposed districts so they're not specifically put in one place they're just kind of random uh the streets along main roads wide and ex- expansive leading to government buildings long-standing shops or religious structures and parks with housing included where it fits so nothing's really like separated everything's built on top of each other very traditional like medieval style buildings of like They've put shit where it can go. Like and... if a fire started, it would just get everything. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of it is actually starting Old to be like put London. in with like stone and yeah, stuff. Assuming it was wood, it would Chicago fire. Yeah. It's like think of it like Minas Tirith. Okay, Lord of the Rings, works. the huge ass like stone city uh, built within a mountain. Uh, not a lot of the houses <laughs> were built with like hay or anything. It's not like mud buildings here. Uh, you guys are in Yay. like the capital district in this continent. Um, so the population of this city, so you guys know, is roughly 300,000 people. It is expansive by all means. Um, That's a lot of goons. There's a lot of goons in this town. <laughs> While the uh, districts aren't explicitly defined other than, uh, when you enter them, you could kind of see just a little bit of like a name of the district on a sign. Uh, you could determine the immediate district you guys stand in right now, um, is on the peripheral of the Orn and it's called the Shell. It's basically a district that kind of encompasses the complete exterior wall area. And that is where it'll have a lot of very, in, any of the gates that are located on the outside kind of lead into a lot of uh, businesses that kind of draw people in immediately. And there's a lot of guard barracks is here for uh, wall defenses. The city itself has seven different districts in total. There's the ivory district, which is where a lot of basically nobles tend to stay at along with some of the bigger structures within the town, such as the courts and where the Council of Orn will meet. The Council being the form of government that exists in here. It, they have a group of individuals that run things for the town, and then the Sovereign, who also lives within the city, deals with stuff regarding the actual sovereignty. So Orn itself is ruled by this Council, 
it is just not specifically like the council itself worries only about Orn. The sovereignty worries about the entire sovereignty. So everything within the lands extending from Orn down to Ferthia and even as far south as the uh, coastal town of Bryling, which is on the southernmost part of the world, or as far north uh, to Agamor and probably a little further, uh, further, which Agamor is one of the former kingdoms now established as a sovereignty. Uh, the sovereignty does not extend out much further than that. It does not go to Malbaldrum, which is where the dwarves are. Uh, the dwarven kingdom is. It is. It pretty much stops before that. So majority of the continent is not the sovereignty. Everyone has not been like on board with hey sovereignty, mm-hmm. but it has not been unsuccessful. So you have the Ivory District, which is the noble place. You have the Egmont Wharf, which is where the uh, essentially your docks. It's docks. It's like a wooden built uh, area down by and the they coast. Happen to name, be named after a certain Charles Egmont. Not Charles Egmont. But, uh, the okay. Egmont name, yes. Uh, you have the I know very vague things about <laughs> lore. You have the Rustwater Wallows. You have the Reprise and Rest, the Militia District, the Shell, and the Adept District. So the Adept District uh, is based on just like not based on magic, more is based on knowledge acquisition. Uh, so where individuals go to learn essentially like you have libraries and stuff in the adept district the very notable building is the chamber of sortilege it is a faction by all means so think of it i think of factions in this world kind of like guilds like they hold specific things. guilds are put together so like different businesses can put in money or set prices of things and stuff like that but a faction in this case is just like a group of people that came together like the immortal guard the Chamber of Sortilege is a long-standing, huge-ass library. You can see it from where you're standing now, and it is run by several different members, several different members known as Spine Weavers. The Spine Weavers basically are in charge of the Chamber of Sortilege, which is long kind of broken down into the building itself didn't really function as much. People didn't know they had access to certain things because they were behind solid walls that if you broke them down you could get if you broke them down you would find books behind them but those books were sealed back there and the only way you could previously get through to them was magic now that magic has come back people are realizing there were hidden texts within the chamber of sortilage so there's bits of history that have been slowly begun to be mistold and because the act like the amount of knowledge didn't they were piecing stuff together in a general sense sorry it's irony you would think that the um the Ithquant clan having an only oral tradition would not suffer from this the same effect of having misread mystery or history because you know uh, magic wasn't a part of their recorded history because it's all verbal. Mm-hmm. But yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Something's off. Someone said something wrong. Clearly, and they got it really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. One guy tried to write his OC into the family history. So true, though. <laughs> like, your history kind of comes into left field with um, Super Calimar, uh, Letney, not Letney, Ithaquant, Super Calimar shows up, and he's got, like, gold hair and flies. It was wild. Three of you are walking around into this city, and I also said there's the militia district where there's actually a full-ass coliseum in there. Um, Fuck yeah. They have not been running gladiatorial games. It has been, <laughs> it has largely yeah. been used for, uh, for actually like shows and big plays, like live full theater plays. Fuck, it's passable. <laughs> have you heard of like a globe theater? Before? No, no, I, no, that's not what I'm. You can keep going. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> 
so you guys so you understand when Jaden gets when he starts thinking he looks off in like a starry way and then like I think he wants to ask me something so I, I honestly just sit and look at him and wait <laughs> or think he wants to say something I try to guess what it is okay uh, Jaden's starry eyes <laughs> well because of the way the light reflects I'm like oh look he's got gleaming eyes it is it is it's like oh I'm glad to know I have the look of innocence of a child caught in <laughs> wonder. Just wonder lust of what's going on in this world. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm like, what fucking show was that? <laughs> Versus uh, I sit opposite of the light. Or not opposite, under. In the, Yeah, with a light behind you. Shadow. In the shadow. I've got the, the eye bags of eye bags. Okay, so Whatever you also the- have the reprise and rest, which is essentially like a graveyard district. So that sounds bad. It's kind of a religious district as well. It was large for a long time in, in Orn. Before it was Orn, even in Valencia, it was just basically a graveyard district where this is where they bury their departed. There are there are cemeteries and mausoleums out of the fucking wazoo in this place. But there's also now a bunch of churches. That's a problem. They really need to solve that. The necromancer's wet dream. City, I know. This, this town with a bunch of... Right? Hope they've all been uh, protected from becoming undead. Doubtful. Just, but... <laughs> it's like the town just learned about protecting stuff from being undead. And they're like, oh no. <laughs> See, we were just building this because we wanted to have an invasion, but we thought it over, and now we really don't. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh God. Un- oh no. The one there is a new district that's kind of forming within the Adept Ward, which is kind of a uh, the Adept District, which is a actual magic district. And it's one of those ones where, like, oh, you have to be a magic user to be here. Lame. Kind of like the entrance to, what is it, the magic school in Skyrim? You have to produce a cantrip. Skill issue. Oh, damn. Damn. Damn, he got (laughs) you. All right. I know how I'm getting it. It's like, no, I've been dealing to this fucking skill (laughs) issue in response to literally everything (laughs) for, like, two weeks now. Look, it's, this was the time. Look, I go through phases of uh, just words. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mind your mom. That one. That one was fine. All right. Let's get back into the works of this because you guys got a. Unfortunately, got a lot on your plate here. You've just walked yeah. in this town. Notably, you've seen that there are these seem to be some specialized types of guards here. Um, they're called the Edge Blades of Orn. Um. They wear full suits of plate mail, and they look to be very helpful, actually. They're just kind of standing mostly at the corners of different spots, um, usually about one at a four-way intersection within this town. You can see there's one of the guards standing at a corner, bearing between the corners, but they seem to have like a very precise movement about them, like when they travel and when, like, you can hear bells go off every once in a while, and some of them move. They just seem to be keeping everything in order. The immortals are shit compared to these guys. I don't know why there we hyped those guys There is only a finite amount of these guys. Yeah, and <laughs> I think it's more the the immortals are the everywhere group. Yeah, but I was told they versus... were like the elite of the elite. Versus like, no, these guys are the elite of the elite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you would describe them, though, these guys are the elite of the elite. But there's like not that many for a town of 300,000 people. Kind of like Queensguard in the way they move. Like the the cliche big black hat ones. Mm. Oh yes, they are, where they like do the stomp and turn. And... Yes, they are very very on time, very official like okay. like the actual Queen's Guard. Yes. Also, I meant to ask, unless you said it, and I'm just deaf. What district are we in? 
You guys oh, are in the shell. The outer shell, mist. and then it goes into the districts. Got it. I mm-hmm. did so not put that from here, together. You guys can see shops out of out of the wazoo if you want to stop anywhere and get anything. Um, if I know, listen, you have javelins. They're on Veralden's horse oh, right now. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna just head for Ivory District. Like, try to get directions to Ivory District. Assuming, do they have like signage at all, or like? You see one signpost that has like, how do we twenty know different arrows. How do we know about all these districts? One signpost that has so many different arrows. Okay. It seems like New York, though, where everyone knows where they're going, and you guys are just like, wow, the Big Apple. <laughs> everyone wow. parts in the street you're standing in, and you're just like, wow. Wow. Maybe a little boy like me can't make it big in the Big Apple. And then, like, someone with a cart's like, get the fuck out of the way. Raccoon Theory's horse just still walking in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys are able to stable your horses, too, for uh, a couple copper pieces. Oh, um, we should probably do yeah, we'll we'll do that first. I'll oh. look for a stable of decent quality. Yeah, no, they they have them basically at the front of each gates, and it kind of gives you like, a, oh, this is a city assurance sort of thing. Okay, I'm gonna go to one. <laughs> go yeah. to basically the first one we see. Then yeah, you walk up, you get off your horse. You, as Ellie gets off, you guys stable the horses, toss a couple copper pieces in. Guys, like, all right, uh, just whenever you're coming back. No, see, this is the issue. He has to walk now. That takes energy. <laughs> so what is he doing when he gets he's, off? Well, he's waiting. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going a, I'm to a take my whip. I'm going to tie it around his wrist. <laughs> That's a good idea, honestly. <laughs> I was it, thinking of a very similar thing. Like, not to be like the mom with the kid on a leash. Uh-huh. Just to make sure they don't wander off or something. But yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to start... Trying to navigate my it's way to the Ivory city. District. Yeah, there's a lot of people. He could yeah. lose me in the crowd. I'm just a little guy. <laughs> Definitely not. Probably a solid foot or two taller than everyone Most here. Most people that you see, yes. It's more, I don't think he'll move unless I pull him. Although, uh, you do see, like, a Goliath. Which, they're they're notably really tall as yeah. well, too. There's a couple of people that are, like, close to your or your height or just even taller a little. So you've got, the, you've got your whip. Veraldon tied around uh Kur three. And yeah. uh you start pulling him along. Yeah. Um I'm gonna try and navigate my way to the Ivory District. Okay. You start uh wandering following the signs. Go ahead and make a survival check, a city survival check. We'll just see if you don't end up anywhere random. Yeah, Goliath's on average a little bit taller. Fourteen. Fourteen? Okay. Yes. Um and Thakura Theory, um, what are you doing while you're being pulled so, along? Well, he's pulling me like Thurkery when he's standing up. It's just kind of like hunched over. Uh, he probably drops a solid like six feet from this, not six feet, six inches from mm-hmm. this hunch, right? Like that's how much he's drooped over. His tail just drags along the ground. Mm-hmm. His feet are, aren't really picking up that much. They're more just kind of like shuffling. Um, I'm gonna be honest. This bothers Veralda a lot because he's used to just not leaving a trail because Ranger, <laughs> and now there's just a line. <laughs> So this has made Veralded very paranoid. It's cobbled streets, so you're not oh, leaving a trail. Duh. I was thinking dirt. Okay, we're, never um, mind. But, but any yeah. other time, this would make Veralded very paranoid. Yeah. Um, just, just, he's hunched overall over Overall being an inconvenience for himself and everyone, including the people around as they try to like not step on his tail. Yeah. You definitely hear like the, the people in the streets like, oh my god, he doesn't pick up his tail. Come on. Common courtesy. 
Sea of Common Courtesy. Yeah, this is fun fact. This is uh, uh, everyone in the city knows. You pick up your tail. You pick up your tail when you're walking through the street. Or you're an asshole. <laughs> All the um, tailed creatures that live in the city. There are. There are a lot of. So you got tabaxis. You've got tabaxis have tails. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't. I never knew. Yeah, you've got lizard folk live in the city, and you've got. Um, I guess the snake people don't have tails, but they have like the lower half of their body may be snake part. So sometimes they are, yeah. So those those people have it the worst because they can't even pick up. They their can't tails. even pick up their tails. They can't even pick up their tails. So they they get the exception. Yeah, it's like have you are there little like wheelchair ramps for the snake people? Um, I'm going to say they don't need it specifically. Because, I, I don't disagree. No, no, specifically because the UNT, uh, their buildings are themed after like Aztec culture, which is so many stairs. <laughs> so clearly, this isn't an issue for them. But just because I, I like this, yes, there no, are, there are like, real challenges. It was more so they don't. It's not for them. It's for someone else. Yeah, it's for normal people with wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's for the elderly that have a hard time with stairs, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> My first thought was, wait, they go. That I was like, snakes can't get upstairs. Fine. What oh, the yeah, fuck they am can. I on? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I like the uh, I like the note that it made me realize you on T probably have more stairs than, than any most other people <laughs> that have legs. <laughs> All right, it's because clearly they have an easier time with stairs. I'm than stuck on legs. We sacrifice this virgin God, to this, the sun god, is... so the sun Thank God, may yeah. rise again. You guys, no, but that's not far off from what they do. <laughs> you can see. As you're walking through the city, some people are like trying pedaling, trying to sell you guys stuff like free bread with purchase of other bread. And there's people walking around with meat skewers, stuff like that. A lot of food, street vendors, stuff like that. Other people like, we'll read your fortune. Do you want to know your fates? <laughs> Stay away from that. That's bullshit. Another I, person's I like, Rick or theory pulls off. No, I pull, I pull thick closer. No, <laughs> 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 oh, no. He'll start biting your whip. <laughs> no, no. We're going. You we're see on a another mission. sign that says <laughs> "Dragon's Horde." That's not what's important. Uh, he he goes to un unwrap himself. No, no, no. We, we, I'll bite the whip. We gotta go. He'll to bite the, the whip. We gotta you either go. let this happen or he'll bite the no, whip. No, I, I I move closer to to Ichabod if assuming I notices. Um, um you you I don't, I don't actually know if you notice. Oh, uh, we'll let you make an insight check because you're having to pull him along, so the tension gets weird sometimes. Sure, whip master. Yeah. That's a insight. Mm-hmm. That's a twenty-one. Yeah, you kind of notice immediately. You see, he is definitely looked at the person that's like, "We'll read your, we'll read your fates, your fortune," um, and you can definitely tell. You look at it, and it is um, the sign for the place is actually called Dragon's Horde House oh, of Mysteries. Okay. Um, I don't give a shit about the sign. <laughs> uh, mostly for Veralden, then. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically saying like we can read your fortunes, we can read you can stare into the crystal ball to find out your future, and it's got a lot of play and stuff like that. Yeah, Quan is taking the most action he's taken in months to free Maybe himself. Maybe the movement's good for of him. This whip. Oh, okay. In fact, in fact, if he can't get the whip off, he'll just stare taking the morale. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. What's your strength? Sixteen. Yeah, I couldn't do shit about that. I was like, you couldn't. Uh, like, it's not that big of a gap. It's not like fucking uh, Borovic, who's the only one who's higher, but uh, you're going to put up less of a fight than Plato is the point. <laughs> yeah. Wait, doesn't Plato have 14 strength? Yeah, he's the weakest guy in the group. True. Uh, you drag yourself over, and you either... Veralden probably releases the whip, I imagine. Yeah, um, I'm going to take him in here, I guess. 
Zilly's like, do you want me to? Yeah, just wait here. I'm, I'm just going to walk up. She stands in the middle of the street. I'm just going to walk up so. to the person that said, have your fortune or fate told or something. Like, hello, sir. How are you doing today? You want your fortunes read? stares at her like fate? dead. Fortune? Almost. All right, come this way. Would you like to draw from the deck of fate and learn your fates? Or would you like to stare to the crystal ball and see your future? With a simple deposit, three gold now, you can find whatever it is you would like. He's going to look at her really confused, like he didn't understand about everything she said. Surely your friend here can explain it to you a little better, uh, sir? Your friend here, I think, is interested in our services. Do you know which one he would prefer the most? How much do these cost? (laughs) Which one's the best? I mean, it's all in the eyes of the beholder, really. Is there, like, a sign with their prices? Yeah, you look at the little sign, and it's like, it's like, the cheapest one is three gold. Whereas, like, the most expensive one, like a full reading, is 15. What's the cheapest one labeled Three gold, and it's the, uh, the cheapest one is staring into the crystal ball. What's, what's a full reading entail? 15 gold he will do the tarot deck card reading oh what's the full reading well sir the full reading is when i take the magical cards deck of cards tarot if you would and i will flip them and tell you your fortunes based on it what they reveal of your life your past present future 15 gold oh wait can you see could you show me things about uh not my past but someone else's Oh, you would like to glean on the past of another individual? Yes. I believe... It's a family member, if that says anything. Well, there's different ways to go about this, yes, but I think if you are trying to do something like that, we can do a deeper reading into the crystal ball. I don't necessarily advertise services like this. You can tell, at least, Browden, you can at least tell this place is a... At least... It looks to have be a, like a house of curiosities. So this place is a scam. There's a 50-50 chance it's like a scam, but you know that magic is a thing, so it could not. It might 100% not 100% looking for all the scam shit, like the, the under was, the table shit. Oh, okay, you're looking for it now? Go ahead and make a investigation check. Very, <clears throat> very passively, because I don't want to ruin the experience for Ichabod. Yeah, okay, do so. Yeah, just go ahead and make Alternatively, it. Uh, you also might be willing... You might consider the fact that uh, if if Ithquant realizes that this isn't um, truthful, bad things might happen to people. <laughs> he tried to kill Tannis because he thought Tannis might be lying. Yeah, no. I... <laughs> he likes to put people to the test. Uh, what was I rolling again? Uh, investigation. I'm just gonna say I no. You needed an inspiration there. And... That was a nat one, baby. It was a nat one. Okay, you're honestly you can't find shit. There's fuck. It looks this thing looks real as shit. Veralden actually, it is years between being a librarian and being a sailor. Uh, as a young lad, he he actually came upon a fortune teller. It was like, and she was like, "Hey, give me your money, and I'll I'll tell you like what your future." Is. He was in like a very like, "Oh man, what am I gonna do with my life?" kind of thing. Um, and he was like, "Oh shit," um, and she just took his money and left. You couldn't, like, catch her? Is that fast? Braldon was a very young lad. She was that fast? Yeah. She swung from a tree. Or regarding asking about another person's fate, he takes a look at the crystal ball and he's like, I suppose if 
you'd be willing to venture into a little more coin, I can, as long as you have some form of some form of object, some form of connection to this person, then I could perchance <laughs> use this. Yeah. Um, if Quant grabs a hold of, of his 15 gold, uh, how, how much? Well, if you want the tarot no, reading... No, no, for the, the insight into the past or person. Oh, just... We'll call it a steady 10. 10? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll be right back. And he walks back towards the stables. Oh, okay. He just comes back with the horse to make it easier. Uh, Sir, can you not bring that horse? No, no, no. In? He doesn't bring the horse. He, he puts it right outside. He's like, hold this. Yeah, I'll, Zalia holds it. <laughs> and then he just takes the bag and then unloads the entire plate mail oh, and God. the sword. He's like, will this do? Seems to have a personal connection, I imagine. Yes. So- they used it every day of their life. Yes, in what form, and we can go ahead and sit and begin, as you can see, he slides the money towards his uh, towards mm-hmm. his pocket. Um, and he sits down, your friend here, I guess, uh, he gestures to Rowden, is he fine to hear the reading as well? Sure. All right. Sit down. And go ahead and tell me now, and he closes his eyes, and he does the most, like, he sticks his fingers up in the ear, he puts his pinkies together. And then you see a little, you see a little uh, shoots of flame shoot out at the end of his fingers. What is this name of the person you're trying to reach out to? Well, it is my great, he says that 98 times, um, uh-huh. grandfather, uh, Ithquant Torin. Ithquant Torin. Or sometimes referred to as Derestrix Torin, but yeah, I, I don't know anymore. Let's attack. Either name should do. Either name should do. Perfect. All right, and you want to know more about his past, present, or future? Uh, well, he's dead, so... Just because one is dead doesn't mean they've truly moved on, though. There is more lives beyond the one we live. Well, I'll go with past, then. All right, and if you would like to see more about them, we can let loose some more coin. We'll see. Veralden is head like Chris is just palming his hand into his into his head. Veralden is not happy with this. <laughs> so because he is utilizing a crystal ball in D anD D, there is a small percent chance that he actually goes insane. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Fun fact about crystal balls in D anD D, guys: there's a very small chance you go insane. Okay. So he starts to gaze into it, and. And just so you know, he got a 64. He didn't go insane. He puts his hand onto the armor of Darestrix Torin and then begins to stare into the crystal ball. And you could kind of see a little fog starts to like plume from inside it. Uh, Vraldon, you can definitely note that the fog machines do kick on above, though. As it almost appears, uh, Letney, as it looks like there's almost clouds forming within this room. Even so, as you stare into the foggy uh, crystal ball. As he puts his hand on that and then slowly moves it towards the crystal ball and starts moving around, you actually see the clouds inside it start to form into different imagery. Um, You focus in, your whole perception seems to zoom in onto the ball until like an image is kind of created in your own mind. The spitting image of what you've always imagined based on your oral tradition to Darestrix Torin to look like. There's no audible noise to this image that you're seeing. No, it is just imagery as you're looking into it. 
Unfortunately, you can still hear like just the general coughs of other customers and stuff. You see him as a great warrior. He does not don any form of insignia on his armor or anything of the doom. He looks to be, yeah, as you're looking out throughout him, you see he seems to be spending some time with a bunch of other individuals that you can't really put names or faces to. You see he is actually, appears to be, just based on the context of the imagery, he seems to spend a lot of time with a dwarf, a elf, and a human. And they all seem to be, like, really good friends. And by that, it looks like they go to battle together. They look like they train together. Yes. Uh, Because I've seen him before, um, the great wizard Mendes, what was he? He's a human. Okay. Is, Is this human... Because you've seen him, this is Mindus. Okay, okay. So it appears that Darastrix Torin was friends with Mindus, to some extent. Um, you see that there is also this dwarf there, and there also appears to be uh, an elf there as well. Uh, and just so Which, you can get some class ideas down. I've heard the elf, whether there was a great cleric that you guys had the amulet of, and they were an elf? So there was another cleric, but it, there was two elves originally. Oh, okay. No one in the podcast would have heard about, but there was before a few of them, but they had never heard of Darius Torn either. But um, yeah, but specifically, there is an elven, elven fighter there. Uh, it appears Darius Torn or uh, Ithquant Torn was a paladin, still nonetheless it was a conquest paladin. And yes, you guys know Mendes, who was a wizard. Um, the dwarf. That appears to be the party. That, yeah, he was a rogue, okay. the dwarven rogue. Uh, that appears to be the party that was there. Um, and they seemed, they seemed to train together. It looks like they went to battle together. You see the images of what appear to be battle between cultists and some of these members here uh, of the friends here in this group of Derstrix Torrent and the others. Uh, they seem to be at battle with, like, cultists of the Crimson. Um, it seems to be, you see, like, kind of conflict between... Uh, some conflict between Darastrix Torin and Mindus, and it looks like Darastrix Torin sides with the Crimson for a little bit, leaving his friends, and they all fight each other. After the battle, however, it looks like he goes back to apologize to them, and they forgive him. Context-wise, there's not a lot from that, other than, you know, it looks like he was turned his back on them or something, and then he went for forgiveness from them. From that point on, it looks like things started to go better again. That's kind of where the crystal ball entry kind of ends. I put ten more gold out. I say I want to learn about the sword, it, its origin. This sword here. Sword. He looks at your uh, family's blade, mm-hmm. uh, which has been passed on. Which is its official name. Yes. Until something happens that should change that name, <laughs> apparently. So you, the blade of Ithquan her clarification was what like was the basis of kind of like the powers of the conquest paladin yes uh, suppose according to my oral tradition yes uh the doomwing basically gave this blade to Torin, uh and to uh, invoke him as a conquest paladin and you know have him serve but you know none of that makes sense yes given the fact that um uh you know he fought the doomwing Mm-hmm. or something. So. You see the images appear once again before you. You see in the heat of a battle, uh, Darastrix Torin uh, seems to be fighting uh, members of the Crimson Cult. And you see he is at battle with a couple different Ignom uh, Dragonborn. Additionally, 
you don't have the full context of the situation, but you see it appears that there is another dragonborn, a black dragonborn, that is a pure scale dragonborn with them. And they appear to be at about with each other, having a fight. And this is Durastrix Torn is not with the rest of the uh, what rest of his friends at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, uh, it seems to be a big moment of them fighting on like a over essentially very close to like in the fucking mountains, and there's fucking lava and fire and shit like that. Um, and you see, it was like some form of like cultist, like ritual sort of thing, and he seems to be stopping it by any means. Uh, and he essentially gets knocked down and it looks like this pure skilled dragonborn is standing over him about to kill him and you see the skies open up and falling from the literal you can't even see from above falls down this sword from the sky and it wretches through the dragonborn landing at Darestrix Torrent's side Fuck me. (laughs) And that is where that goes from. But that kind of clears up from there. um, Stand, sorry. uh, Fucking whatever. Letney. Letney stands up, thanks the man for his time, puts all the things back in the pack, except for the sword, Uh uh, which he puts Razor Wind back on on the horse. Oh, Um, okay. And and then... uh, looks to a sign with like fuck he doesn't know he goes to Vereldin <laughs> Vereldin where would I go to learn about this sword like if I wanted someone to tell me about its history or something um like you know good question I think I need a wizard where are wizards I don't know, but we'll we'll, we'll circle there a, back to there this. There was a district called Magic, right? If I may Ooh. interject to you two, one of the greatest forge smiths of the city. For the first time in months, uh, Lutney looks as though he's like has something, like like there's something there in his brain, and not mm-hmm. just emptiness. The great smith of Orn is Ragnar Stonehammer. Where would I? Oh, to talk to Ragnar Stonehammer. Yes, uh, you have to get an audience with him of course he doesn't take people in lightly but i mean if you find he's made all of the armor and all of the weaponry for all of the edge blades of orn oh, perfect so if you talk to one of the uh at least one of the guards the oh, edge like blades, that one right there right yes the one at the corner right there that guy that's standing at super precise attention wonderful thank you and uh he, he goes to that the edge blade <laughs> he starts walking <laughs> You walk up to the edge plate, and, uh, Browden, you're not, not having much time to think in this moment. Delia's like, I've got the horse, what do I do? Just run it back to the stable place. Oh, I know, I need that. I, I grab the pack off the horse. Okay, um, she hands you the pack. Can I take it back now? Uh, yeah. He, uh, think about I uh, get- So, uh, he goes to, um... <laughs> He doesn't know an Ichabod. That's uh, actually fair. So I he said goes Ichabod. Uh, same difference. Um, so he goes to the blade and he goes, <clears throat> "Excuse me, uh, it was Ragnar's." Good morning, great citizen. How are you? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I need to speak to a Ragnar Stonehammer, and I'm told regarding the sword here and maybe this armor. And he like opens up the pack so he can like have a glimpse of the armor. Uh, and I'm, I'm told that I need to talk to you about getting in touch with him. 
Not normally do people come to get in touch with Ragnar Stonehammer. May I know who you are? Do you have any... What are you trying to uh, purchase some of his products or sell them? Uh, uh, I actually have a question about something he maybe... Or his maybe his, his great 98 times grandfather might have made. Um, the Stonehammer family has a long-standing yes. signature on the blade. I can actually compare oh, it to I mine if you'd like. I think the blade, it's the armor that I think he made. Um, of but, course. But I, I can, think he might know something about it. I could blade. look for the signature if you'd like. Sure. And I can confirm at least if it's his and maybe I can... Uh, you pull out your armor, or Derishrix Torrin's armor, and hand it to him. Very rare you see full sets of Dragonborn plate mail and Looks like Ragnar's style, but... Or at least the Stonehammer style, but... He looks for a some form of signature on it, and he's going through, and he's like... Finds, like, the intersection, breastplate, lower left side, and it just marked in there is just, like... A small little symbol, which kind of looks like a signature, but it looks like an R with like some lines through it. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a marking here. This, and he kind of holds out his sword and looks at it and he's like, This is definitely a stone hammer name. I don't. Whoever forged it. Well, I mean, it, again, it, it's very old, so. Maybe it was written. Yes, it could have been done differently. So, I mean, yeah. I have concerns, reservations at least, uh, that either this, this is either a stone hammer product, which it, to me it looks like it, the quality at least. Or it's a copycat, and I really hope that's not the case. But I'll kill whoever gave it to me if it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, Tannis, somewhere far away, Tannis. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, back on the chopping block. <laughs> I feel this weird disturbance in the air. What is going on? Mage armor just appears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put my mage armor on. Back to where you guys are at. Yeah. It does look like a stone hammer piece. If, uh, if you really want to know for sure. Uh, if you could, I could run your name by it. Is there any recognition, any land you hold, any form of attribution um, to... Run the name Ithquant by it, or, uh, Torin. Ithquant or Torin, if he has any connection. Most dwarves have a long-standing connection of there. Well, I'll take a look into it. Uh, I will send a runner for you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll get a messenger after, like, I'll take a messenger to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... It looks genuine to me, as far as I know, so... Hey, if you've just made yourself a very wealthy man, if that's the case. Doesn't even try to comprehend what that might mean. Uh, how soon would I, uh, I have a meeting, do you think? Oh, you could probably expect in the next day or two, I... Okay, okay. thank you very much. If, if he can, of course, see you. He's rather busy. He is in the, uh... He is in the Ivory District, mm-hmm. uh, within the chambers of the... Within the chambers of the council, he has his forge underneath the, the structure. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yes, it's, it's important, and uh, uh, well, well, I'll just have to wait and see. Um, yes, of course. Hey. Th- thank you, thank you. If you're new uh, around here, then you've brought a very nice object here, and I'm sure a lot of people would definitely be interested in it. Well, hopefully interested in telling me about it, because I need information. Uh, thank you, though. He's going to walk back to Vareldon. Speed, All which, right. I have a question. We have things to do, apparently. I have a question. Yes. Out of curiosity, <clears throat> your armor, <clears throat> Jaden, uh, does it have a helmet? No. No? Okay. That It's my question. I was just, I, I immediately thought of the yes. Baldur's Gate 3 weird dragonborn helmets. <laughs> no. Which, like, <laughs> makes sense theoretically, but they... See, normally I would maybe say so something like, uh, we don't need a helmet because God will protect us, but I don't really know anymore, so I'm not going to make any assumptions. Hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> 
All right. I got the horse stabled again. They okay. charged me again, and so I just took money out of your pocket right before I left. I don't have any copper pieces. Yeah, I took a gold piece. They gave me change. Here you go. They gave it all in copper. Hey, you need the copper. Um, yeah, what are we doing? Uh, ivory district. Boom. Okay, to the ivory district. How much copper is in a gold piece? 100. <laughs> they took two. No. <laughs> Uh, no, they took two copper. Okay. <laughs> Ticker one gold and gave you 98 copper back. You you guys head over to the Ivory District. And as you make it to the Ivory District, uh, you come up to the gates of it, and there's an actual just two copper gold tax just going in this district alone. <sighs> hey, thanks this for is, spotting us. I'm, 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 I'm painted. <laughs> like, I got myself this time. Oh. Ooh. When he feels confidence, he can pay for it. <laughs> oh, also, because this is this is where he needs to go. Yeah. Um. Guards, take your money, and you guys head inside. And as you guys enter here, that this is just blind theft. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, yes and no because gate taxes were very popular, and actually being able to afford building roads and uh, so were kings and queens. Still tyranny. Listen, <laughs> there's been a lot less kings and queens taxes since it became a sovereignty. Which is, means the the city doesn't have as much money, mainly because they put a lot of it into building marble ass white walls. Yeah, seems a little excessive. It was very excessive, but they wanted to be the pearl of the coast. Fair enough. Why don't they just make it out of pearls? <laughs> my bad. I should tell them. <laughs> Me, Jimmy, I will go into my world and tell them the pearl pearl ass walls. If they want to be the pearl of the coast, then all right. Where where are we going? Lead the way. Uh, council chambers. I'm <laughs> Sorry. The, the, no, 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 no. The, just if, or let me to Vereldon. Where are we going? Oh, the cha- council chambers. The guard next by burst out laughing. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Yeah. You what? <laughs> uh, anyways, try to find direction or follow the sightage there. Yeah, you guys make it to this district and see. You start to you have made it to the district where people have so much money. That they don't worry about things. You see people that are running around in this town that appear to be like servants and assistants. There's Caltican messengers you see flying around as like doing like street like street shows for the for the nobles here. You just hear like one of the Caltican just one of the Caltican just like bird podcast just going like fred bird here i got some i got some hot news for you guys what's that this is a john bird here (laughs) yeah that's my john eagle we got a complaint here today that ivory district is a boatload of rich people and i'm tired of servicing them you know i i agree mr what happened back to the good old days am i right right when you could just go to a tree make a nest lay some eggs collect your coins collect your coins and just raise a family but now I gotta buy a house. What is this? Right. Why can't we just make nests on the houses? They ever since they had those people ru- sweeping off the roofs, my nest got ruined. And here yeah, I, I am, know. gotta make money by talking to people. I as know. you guys walk by them and just continue on your way to Ethcon's like focused in. <laughs> to the Lightning council chambers. Focused in. You're focused in on your destination as you're just walking throughout this city straight there. Boy. Um Okay. There we go. 
You guys make it to the front gates of, we're going to call it the Citadel for this case, because I need a cool name for this building. It's going to be called the Citadel. Yeah, just the Citadel. So you guys make it to the Citadel. This is like notably the place where all the council members sit. There's actually a second Citadel, a second next door Citadel, which is for the Sovereign. Um, You guys go to the one for the council. As you guys head there, you come to the front doors, and they're those big-ass 20-foot tall doors that kind of uh, have a about like a small militia of people in front of it. You just start walking up the steps straight up there. Oh, I'm sorry. Letney is walking up the steps straight up there, just passing through the... No, Letney's following Veralden. Oh, shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Veralden. Is that how you're proceeding, though? Yeah, just walking. Okay. I don't see a reason not to. Right, yeah, you walk up to the edge Councils blades. are for, like, you know, democracy and the people. You're absolutely right. Uh, you walk up to the front... Uh, steps of this uh, building and you see there's there's a small militia of about 16 edge blades there and they all do that thing where they pull out weapons like this like long spears and just like spin them so it blocks your passage that's wild as you just kind of like stop for a second as they've uh put their spear that put these spears out in front of you and the first like one of the people in the in the group's just like you cannot head any further sorry oh d- d- this is the council right it is the council the council is in session at the current moment uh cool we have a Thing to present to the council he looks over slightly to the side like holds out a piece of paper he's like you are one of the sons of the former king of agamore Tennessee. where is your they said you'd be arriving with a party of 30 yeah that that that's not me i just i just got here tannis said he sent word ahead mm-hmm. if i recall um did tannis also say he had connections <laughs> he said he sent word Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Not Tan- Tannis didn't send word. It was the Baron that sent word. Ah. When you talked to him about getting horses. Oh, sorry, what was the town we were just in? Imrith. 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 I keep... Hold on. Sorry, I go from Imrith to Inthria, and I'm like, that's wrong. And then that jumps to Ferthia, and I'm like, that's also <laughs> wrong. Dang it, with all these E's. Kellon? Yes, Baron Kellon. Baron Kellon <clears throat> sent word for you guys regarding meeting with the council you do not know how far his word goes though he is a s- very small baron <clears throat> uh if is going to take the initiative here Ooh. he's going to roll <laughs> thank you um he's going to step forward excuse me uh we're here on behalf of uh baron kellon uh he sent word ahead i'm not quite sure if uh you'd reason we have important guards remating uh the state of uh the well everything really uh what's the continent Inthria, right yeah the state of Inthria, uh, a potential war threat, uh, along with um, other things such as the dragon Calyrax. Um, we have a, a prisoner here uh, because uh, I'm going to like grab a hold of her and make it look like she's been a prisoner. Um, she completely uh, plays in this. She has the whip on her. She's like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we have a prisoner here who we would like to present to them as proof of this. I was mind controlled. Uh, um, uh, go ahead and make a, a persuasion check. Hi. And do so with advantage because you had won the prisoner and also Veralden uh, assisting in some, by some means. Uh, more so the prisoner. I'm just here. Yeah. That is a 22. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you... Sorry, a 21. It's Captain of the Edgeblade. He looks down at the paper and he's like, I don't know if your guys' meeting actually made it onto the schedule for council today. However, if I can go as far as to say that they are meeting in regards to one, the Dragon Calyrex, and uh some regards of movement of troops slash immortals, as it says. So, 
I can at least put in a word and see if the council will see you for a couple moments. Uh, we'll appreciate that. Do do emphasize the urgency of the matter, as time is of the essence. Of course, of course. If Do not be surprised, however, the council is extremely busy. I would be happy if you can get a couple words in, and please be mindful of all of the members. Of course. Uh, as he steps away and heads inside for you guys, a couple of the other Edgeblades are like sitting around just like, so, what brings you guys here? War. That's a loose term, of course, but... No. No, we are here to raise an army. I guess we do live in an idealistic little town here. By little, I mean a huge-ass city, and yeah, by so. idealistic, I mean we're really struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. There's money in war. That's what the people say. So, uh... Do we want to take her down to the dungeons for you? No, we're going to need her to present. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And after that... Yeah, sure. All right, we'll take her from there. As you, uh, Tilly looks off, looks at you, Brown, and's like, <laughs> help me. Hey, this is improvement. I was going to kill her originally. That's true. If one of the guards is like, looks like you disarmed her. Yeah, I actually did take off her arm. He was, I was referring to the, because she has no weapon and it's disarmed, it's. I don't, that doesn't sound like a joke, then. You know, this arm. He yeah, took her like, arm, but that might be the weapon in the hand of the arm. Sure. I, yeah, I, I both removed her of her weapon, and I removed her arm from her body. Like, I don't understand. The Edgeblade captain shows up, and he's like, all right, I've got you guys in for... You've got two minutes. Wonderful. Understandable. Um, as the council deliberates and can probably take a make it more of a decision from there. You guys did get in at a really awkward point. It is a recess currently, so not all the members might be present. However, that's take, the best I can get you. Yeah, take what we can get. Of course. Uh, unfortunately, I need you guys to leave uh, your weaponry here. That's fine. Fair enough. We will hold it out here until you guys return. And I put the... Uh, dude, never mind, it's fine. <laughs> Ithquan just doesn't look as good as he'd like to at the moment. <laughs> what did you... Wait, what did you... He's, he, well, he, there's nothing. He just doesn't look at, as well as he'd like to present himself. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. He's just wearing his, like, basic clothes. They take your whips. They take thorn blight, Sakurai. Oh, yeah. uh, one of them pricks his fingers like, ow, shit. Oh, sorry. Be careful. That sucks. And they take, they take you guys, all your things. He takes all your pocket daggers. And uh, you guys head inside. I do have daggers. Why did I forget that? I picked one up. <clears throat> you guys... It's literal written right here. <laughs> yeah, you did look at me so confused when I said he takes your pocket daggers. Yeah, I was like, man, I was really considering buying some. And then I, I did. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> you guys head inside and the antechamber for this area is huge, like... Describing the massiveness of this complex is just comparable to the size of, like, an actual, like, football stadium. Like, this place is huge, but mostly on a vertical scale. It goes really high up. So, uh, it looks like the council has, like, this huge-ass table, like, comically big table that essentially looks like a big octagon, like a big stop sign, but scaled up to be, like, 30 feet across. Uh, The council members seem to be sitting and delivering right there, and there's a carved-out portion of this table to where someone could walk into the middle and present stuff and you guys are kind of like shepherded in by one of the guards 
that lead you uh, to the inner post, and they kind of gesture you into the middle of the table where you guys see uh, several council members sitting around you. Now, they are dressed in very fine regalia and very much look like the wealthiest people you've seen. Like the, even you just see like diamond rings on people's fingers casually and all throughout um, their garb. You could see is like purple and a, a bunch of noble-related colors and house lines and uh, stuff like that. None of which the politics you guys know anything about, which is completely fine, so I don't have to describe it. But... Uh, as you can see, I will give you the kind of the names where they have the little nameplates and kind of tells you what their position is. Um, of the ones that are there, you see an empty nameplate uh, for the Council of Development, which is Silas Bellevue. It is empty. Council member of Commerce, who is currently there, his name is Titus Silverclaw. He is a Ignom Dragonborn, um, and he is sitting uh, essentially just your guys' left. Uh, the Council of Thurgy, Shanira uh, Nilo who is an elf. That name was given to us by uh, John Edson. Thank you for submitting that name, John Edson. Uh, so That's Shanira actually I- really close to like my first character. <laughs> the last name, at least. Yeah, Shanira Nilo, she is sitting uh, juxtaposed to the other, or to the Ignon Dragonborn uh, council member. Additionally, you guys see the council member of the Arcane, which is uh, Cadmir Evershanks. He is, an, is a half-orc. Um, he looks to be wearing a gemmed uh, amulet on his uh, head before we walk in yes uh, like it, like as if we were to open the door uh, or they were to open the door and i would see the ignom i would go to veraldon uh-huh give me your shirt G- give me your shirt it's important <laughs> presentation i don't think no you shirt... don't no you don't under you need to give me the shirt or we're gonna fail my shirt covered in like grass and stuff that's okay i, I need to cover but thank you he puts it on. <laughs> it, it is... Sorry, I take off all of my leather armor. <laughs> yes, you are now... You ha- then have to put your leather armor back on. So you have... Oh, you have a backup shirt, right? I'm just wearing a leather vest now, I guess. And a cloak. Yeah. Your it, half cloak. Yeah. It's slowly getting shorter. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, you take you take it off, and or you put on his, uh, his shirt, hmm. which just covers up... My back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's my shirt rip. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't like put it on enough to rip. I just need to cover like because it's not my entire back that's covered. I just oh, I just, just need the... to cover the back of my back. Okay. Just... Well, you could get well. Why didn't you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know why you, you said you give me your shirt, shirt so many times. <laughs> I forgot he had a cloak. I just need, I needed I needed clothing. <laughs> uh, Look, we're in a rush. You also see. Uh, the Council of Representation there. Falmir Lasagna. He is a gnome. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Hold on. Are all of the gnomes named after Garfield? <laughs> I didn't say that. We've Let's met keep two going. gnomes. We've met Let's two gnomes. One is Garfield. Let's the play other Dungeons and Dragons. Is Lasagna. We need another one. His name is like Odie. It's We're John. playing Dungeons and Dragons. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons, guys. It's Clon R. Chuckle. <laughs> All right, let's get back into this. So, yes, there's Falmir Lasagna, the gnome. Um, <laughs> you guys stand before four members of this court. Um, you uh, see as there's the council member of representation, commerce, thergy, and arcane that are there with you guys. Uh, missing, notably, are the council member of secrets and the council member of development. Uh, they're just on recess, so they'll probably show back. But you guys have two minutes. Uh, you see, as you kind of walked up, walk up, uh, Titus Silverclaw uh, immediately kind of speaks up, and he's like, "Ah, 
A man of my lineage. Welcome, brother. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hold on, let me roll real quick. Yeah, okay. I did, I'm, I'm, I'm in fact nailing this as I would have a 23 for performance. Okay. okay. So yeah, no, I am... Um, I, yeah. Of course, thank you. You are pretending in all of your mind that he is a pure skill dragonborn right now. We're we're equals. That's exactly what oh, we God, are. That really lingers on the equal statement. Rather you note this that no, this is this is what's going through his head. It's like we are equals. So, anyways, uh, we've we've Good got morning to you all. Of course, what are your names before we get into this? Uh, thank you, Councilman, for having us. I am, uh, <clears throat> call me Lutney. Uh, this is my partner, Veralden. Derrickson? Yeah. Wonderful. And this is our prisoner, uh, Zalia. As I, like, throw her around. Um, <laughs> she just, doing her best to act, too. I'll see how she, she's like, oh, no. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, I'm throwing her around. <laughs> She's like, oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, he's being serious! <laughs> serious. Uh, Stop being serious! Uh, help me! We can begin whenever you are ready for us. Uh, you see the kind of look about each other. Uh, you hear uh, Falmir Lasagna. He speaks up. He's like, Well, I would like to know something. This tiefling here, where, where is she from? She is from the Crimson Colt. Interesting. and Very, very, very interesting. Okay. Okay, you you may begin now. Yeah, I'd look to like the other council members to make sure that like they're also like yeah. They all nod and nod in approval. Thank you for having us once again. We have come to speak with you on two matters. One is that of the dragon Calyrex, who have I'm to assume that y'all have been informed of already. You see the council member of the Thurgy Shania Nilo speaks up. He's like, we have been completely informed of Calyrex's arrival, awakening, if you would. Uh, unfortunately, with the destruction of Withike, we have sent as many operatives as we can out there down to the south of that south to that town, and are hoping that we can get some form of reestablishment there. Um, some of the churches within the town have opted to donate to that cause. Unfortunately, we have not been able to locate at this time where Calyrex is headed off to. That is good to hear. With that, we have established our first goal, which is to inform you of Calyrex and his return. Our second goal, however, is of a significant importance. The Crimson Cult, you might be uh, unfamiliar with, worshippers of the Doomwing, have been pillaging and raiding towns uh, to the south of Orn as they make their way north, right? Uh, as they make their way north. We encountered this in the city of Inthria, in which they laid siege to the town, and we succeeded in repelling them. Uh, well, damage was done, the town will survive, and very few people were killed compared to how many were there. Uh, in this efforts, we learned of a, uh, be a general? Is that what? Yeah. Uh, of a general by the name of Garfield. Um, he seems to be uh, very skilled in the martial combats. Uh, additionally, we took prisoner one of his lieutenants, uh, Lieutenant Zalia, her brother, uh, uh, her brother Zation uh, still lies with the group. Uh, we rushed here with another group of ours who have gone to Malbajum uh, in order to ask for their assistance, uh, in order to help prevent the cult from causing any more damage to Enthria. You see Zalia in a best effort to help herself. They are trying to mind control us, is what she says, interrupt, or at the end of your statement. 
we have suspicion to believe that this is the case. Uh, we also know they have been uh, doing something with magic to uh, control people and have been harvesting uh, dragon blood or something of a similar sort. Um, we're unclear on all the details, but we do know is that they have an army of 5,000? 500. 500. They have an army of 500, um, which is marching north. You see the council members kind of look about each other for a little bit and a couple small murmurs and whispers and stuff like that. And it's not like a traditional sense. You see they all have these like little like rocks that they kind of like scoop down into. And uh, you see they just kind of like whisper into them and then like another one's like listening at it. Um, as you see kind of like piping up from it, the council. Before they do that. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I uh, understand that this would maybe be a, si- a situation more fitting for the sovereignty. Uh, we have really reason to believe that once they are done pillaging all the towns along the way, they intend to head to Orn and attack, uh, which is why we have come to ask for your assistance. Hmm. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion. Nope. What'd you get? Nine. Okay. You see the council member of Arcane, the half-orc Cadmir Evershanks, speaks up and he's like I'm a very educated man when it comes to the art of battle and especially magic as I've studied it a lot and what I understand here is that you're saying one people are getting mind controlled and two they're then using those people to attack other places yes council members that's bad uh, you see the other council members kind of like nod and he's like, mm, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Very insightful, very insightful, yes. Um, you see the council member of commerce, Titus Silverclaw, kind of uh, interjects at this point. For starters, I want to thank you for coming to us even just out of the blue. I think I got word of some, we got word of some form, some form of announcement from one of the barons that had attacked. I think it's Kellon. Yes. Uh, but your news bringing, very, while it is very helpful, the city itself finds itself at an interesting crossroads right now, as we are only a few years old. I've been doing some budgeting, and you know that all armies are raised, can't be raised, of course, without money first. And this, the city itself finds itself in a bit of a deficit, However, due to road taxes being implemented at a higher rate, we've been able to circumvent some of these shortcomings. However, there are astronomically large fees that we have to pay, being as big as we are, especially because we offer the protection to outside cities, given, one, the Immortal Guard. We pay for entire of the salary of them. Thus being, I did understand in a letter that I received from you all that there was something to do with the Immortal Guard involvement in this affair. Yes. While the Immortal Guard never made any direct attack against the city of Inthria, not Inthria, uh, Imrith, uh, they were there hopefully to protect, and I saw the leader of the uh, Immortals, uh, or of that faction of the Immortals, uh, at the city conversing with the general for the uh, Crimson Cult. Uh, they seem to be on the same payroll. Uh, I cannot speak for all of the immortals, but I know at least that group uh, decided that they paid better. I see, then. The decision is simple, then. We will stand down from this affair. This leaves the department of being the city's issue 
as this has now fallen on the organization of the immortal not having their guards in check. I will see to it that I can at least send word towards the leader of the immortals, but until then, at least the council for one will not be able to supply any edge blades for you all. However, you have the leader of the immortals should be within reach within the town within the next few weeks. Thank you for your warning, of course. <clears throat> Thank you for hearing us. Uh, before I leave, I would just I would like to make one lasting note, which is um in two parts, uh, to hopefully try and perhaps pers- give you time to think on it and persuade you otherwise. Uh, what were to happen to the city of Orn um, should uh, the immortal captain off- or the... Who did he say was going to talk to us? Yes, the uh, leader of the immortals. Uh, should the leader of the immortals also be on a similar payroll uh, as to that faction we uh, met with? Uh, additionally, uh, because they'll come to Orn and they will destroy Orn. Uh, they have monsters, demons uh, that fight along their side. Uh, and I do not know if your uh, elite edgeblades, as competent as they seem, are numerous enough to handle it. Additionally, you might think of your reputation. For if our allies succeed in securing the assistance of Malbaldrum, I don't think it would look kindly on Orn or the Sovereignty to know that they didn't send people to help their own citizens when outsiders were. Unfortunately, the jurisdiction at which we, the Council, are able to make decisions lies only on the matters within the city and the defense of it. If, however, there was an outside source that would be coming this way, the acknowledgement of it is, in fact, Good for us to know whether we need to withdraw our immortal guards and bring them back for the defense of the city. We might have to do so at the sacrifice of the members outside of the sovereignty or outside of our boundaries. But it is the sovereign's decision that goes for that. I just wanted to leave you all with that thought. Thank you for your time. Unfortunately, I wish we could do something on this matter, but we do not have the means nor the funds to pick up and just add more of our no or add more of the immortals up here or send them off to war. There is a additional fee that goes with assembling an immortal army. However, I will say that if those immortal guards were not associated with your, or the general and the rest of the immortals, then I think your case in convincing the immortals to do this on their own fruition would be act on their own honor. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. I'm glad that we can come to some agreements, us pure-scale Nignam. Of course, I mean, why would we not be able to? Back in Dalithrak, it's not always the case. There are people that are pure skills. If I could go into some of the families, I, I don't want to bring, a, I don't want to name drop any fan. If you know the Ithquans, then you'd understand. Really? I would love to hear more about the Ithquans. And, uh... Maybe some other time, maybe on my own time. Uh, yes, uh, well, um, feel free to get in contact with me. Uh, send a, uh, what are they called again? Caltekin. Caltekin, my way. I would love to uh, learn more from such a wise individual. Of course. One more time, your name was? Uh, Letney. Feel free to call me Letney. Will do. Uh, and they guys, they push on the way. One of the guards just, like, walks up to get uh, Zalia from you guys. He's like, good now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, do take it easy on her. We're pretty sure she was mind control. Gotcha. Okay. Zaley just looks at you like... And she's been real cooperative since then. So, like, you know, once y'all could, like, confirm that... Yeah, we'll just take her to the torture chamber. I, I would free. Don't do that. Like, I, again, if there's any I'm additional sure information just, we I'm can sure extract. It's just a name. Yes. 
It's just a name. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, not this thing again. Why do they keep saying that? <laughs> Is this like the racing where... <laughs> no, but when they said it in the racing, they meant that you couldn't. Yeah, so it's just a name. Uh, you guys... You guys leave without Zelia and depart out of out of the Citadel. As you guys head outside and get to touch some grass again, we're going to call the first part of the episode right there. Thank you for listening to Goon Quest. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more of it, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Not only does this help others find the show, but it also helps us feel good about ourselves. Our opening music is by Alexander Nakrata, cover art by Casey May, outro music by Alexander Nakrata, audio editing by myself, Jimmy May, additional music is by Nerdius Maximus, and guys, just want to say another time for you guys, Nerdius Maximus creates monthly themed bundles of immersive music and ambient soundscapes that enhance your tabletop RPG. Join him on Patreon for full access of his ever-growing music library. You can find him at patreon.com backslash Nerdius Maximus Studios. Our Instagram can be found at goon.quest. If you'd like to provide names for, of NPCs or have ideas of magic items, you can submit suggestions at goonquest.outlook.com or through the Google form in our Instagram. Link is in the bio. If you want to support the show, you can also do so on our Patreon GoonQuest. There you can get extra information about the world as well as character sheets for the players and other benefits as the show grows. So you can actually subscribe to our Patreon for free as well and you can get benefits like seeing the world map on there is some really fun features and have a goontastic time whatever that means It's it's the Power Rangers logic of gold is really powerful to make super Power Rangers. I'm only using the live action Power Ranger movie as an example. Which one? Wait, the most what do you mean, recent what do you one. Mean the live action Power Ranger movie. Is it all? Sorry, as if the majority of other Power Ranger movies aren't live action. All things con- all things considered, I'm I, sure there's one that isn't. I didn't actually. Think, I forgot that they're all live action. They're like, so. Wait a second. I'm sorry. They just seem like they're animated at this point. No, no, I no, know no. they're in not. Fact, in fact, the most recent one is more CGI than the other one. Okay, I'm referring to the one CGI one. Uh, yes, the most recent one, the re- revamped Mighty Morphins one, which I haven't seen. Which I gold was a big staple don't in that, and do regret. <laughs> you you will be happy you didn't. Yeah, but I feel like. They kind of got to if you if that's jam. Okay. So anyways. <laughs> so anyways. You know, here we're gonna throw this out here because this is important. This to is me. a hot take for Jaden. No, no, this isn't a hot take. This okay. isn't a hot. Take. This is a request of our audience. I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. Oh, I have yeah. seen multiple. Some I really liked, uh, which people won't ever let me play. I think it's a little rude. And some, uh, you know, uh, weren't that great. But if you guys know of any amazing Power Ranger style classes for D and D fifth edition. Oh my edition, god. Please send them our way. In fact, encourage Jimmy to let me play please, as one. Please, because no. it would be my dream come true <laughs> to mighty morph into to a mighty pterodactyl and have a Megazord <laughs> and four. Like, please, please. And this has been your goon announcement from Jaden. Now starting a good announcement from Chris. No fuck no. <laughs> no. When did why? Why is there announcements? <laughs>
Jimmy and I have been hard at work at, at uh, reworking uh, the Ranger class Veralden uses. The Ranger of the Collapse. Jaden has also been involved. <laughs> yeah, as in it was mostly just Jaden and uh, Jimmy. <laughs> I just got an email at like 2 a.m. like, oh, hey, we're, we're working on your classes. Does this work with you? And I was like, that sounds cool. Jaden believes in quality assurance. <laughs> I believe it. I can roll. <laughs> All right, that's the end of your guys' sponsorship. You ran Ooh, out of spot. You ran out of sponsor time. Done. I'm okay with that. You should let me play. Now, <laughs> please. Back right. to your regularly scheduled goon quest.